listening to Fox Sports Radio. 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 This is Straight Out of Vegas with the voice of Vegas, your host, R.J. Bell. The pregame show America has always wanted. I doubt the future. I doubt the future. From the Vegas Strip, here's R.J. Bell. So let's start with the judge firing and, quite frankly, what it means when you add it with Flores, what it means to the Belichickian trade. A day after the Giants let their GM ride off into the sunset. He retired. He retired. <laughs> retired. I don't under pressure. Yeah, under- Michael Colleone didn't let Hyman Roth retire. Okay. But, but, so it's, it's a gentleman's thing. It was a gentleman's move to let him walk away. The next day, though, they spilled blood, letting Joe Judge go after a... No other way to describe it. A very unsuccessful run with the Giants. Yeah, but it's noteworthy to say that it wasn't just, what, 10 days ago or two weeks ago that the talk was, and it was one of these targeted releases where someone has a contact in uh, the media and says, hey, you know, on background, judge, judge, judge is safe. And it gets reported, and everyone assumes it's correct. And most of the time, and you've been in media a long time, A.J. Hoffman, is when those leaks happen, they're correct, wouldn't you say? Typically, they are. Because at the time, that's the assumption. Uh, And as bad as Joe Judge has been through two years, it's only been two years. And normally, you say, a guy's going to get a third year, at least, to see if he can turn this thing around. I mean, someone as pedigreed as Adam Schefter... What date was that headline? December 26th. Yeah. He's got it on the screen up here. And and he's really on it because he actually went to um, like highlight the date, but the date's like an eight point font, and it's like forty feet from me. Yeah. So so I just all I see is this little bit of blue, and it's actually harder to read because he highlighted it. <laughs> <laughs> but he was on it. I give him credit. This is the headline from Shafter, and this is like the day after Christmas. This isn't what fifteen days ago, uh, sixteen days ago. Giants plan to bring back Joe Judge, Daniel Jones for twenty twenty two season. Sources say those sources weren't guys at the off track betting. <laughs> down, you know, I mean, these were sources meaning it was told. And what happened is the narrative, the public perception turned. We can make fun at Barney at the bar all we want. Uh. But Barney's on Twitter in mass matter. And they matter in sports betting too. They move lines, which is great because I like to bet against Barney. But this was a matter of a couple weeks ago, Joe Judge was safe. He had a horrible couple of weeks. He had a disastrous press conference in which he's talking about these secret phone calls he's getting. About everyone loving to, to, to want to come back to this losing organization <laughs> with like a big, you know, with a quarterback that at best is going to. I think personally, Daniel Jones should get another year. I think if you look closely at Daniel Jones, here's a couple of uh, opinions on him. Number one, his performance was less than his quality of play. So when you're a quarterback, you're relying on your offensive line. Well, one of the worst offensive lines in Football, if not the worst, was the Giants. But let's call it one of the worst. Okay, so now he's under siege 
throughout the year to the point of getting knocked out for the season. Okay. Number two, you got Barkley as a big name, but not necessarily a big talent anymore. And three, there's just a bunch of other ways that the team can underperform, drop passes, not getting open. Now, PFF, they grade the player's performance. Now, do they do it perfectly? No one could. But they do it well, I think. And they actually had Daniel Jones, until he hurt, got that concussion, he was moving towards being like the eighth or ninth rated quarterback in the entire league. Got that concussion, and he wasn't the same after. Now, will he never be the same? I, I think he will. I, I just think sometimes concussions linger. Or maybe he just had a bad game, and I'm connecting to the concussion. But even if you count that the game before he hurt his neck, then he came back for a game or two and was horrible. Listen, no one's playing hurt. Only greats play well hurt. right? We saw it with Baker Mayfield. He's not great. He's hurt. He doesn't play well. But Daniel Jones could be a, I think he could be like a Kirk Cousins with more guts, but more interceptions. He obviously fumbles a lot, which is a problem. Yeah. But unless you got someone in the draft that you love, I think given Cousins in his fourth year with, quite frankly, a, a very cheap price tag is not a bad decision. Where do you land on that? I actually like Daniel Jones. I, I'd like Daniel Jones, the player. I, I mean, obviously the results are not great, but he, you got to. Are you talking results as in his passing stats or are you talking team results? Because now we're getting even more abstracted from what the quarterback can do. Uh, well, certainly the team results aren't yeah, great. Well, yeah, that's but obvious. The, the, you would hope his passing stats would be better as he's gone on. And, and like you said, when you, the PFF guys, they, they do a good job of telling you what this guy could do. Or what he's done if you take away all the other considerations. And you've got to remember, this team has dealt with so many injuries. You know, Saquon Barkley being gone for a good yeah, chunk of the year that Jones was every year. And, but the receivers that they, that they had. It's like it's raining in Seattle. <laughs> These guys were gone when Daniel Jones was there, too. So this entire season was really set up against Daniel so Jones. Then the, are you saying Joe Judge shouldn't have been fired? I don't think Joe Judge should have been fired. I make the case. I, I think that two years and one of them being basically a full half season without Daniel Jones, mm-hmm. the the and half who gets the blame for the backup quarterback having a decent price tag, meaning it wasn't cheap and he was so bad. I mean, that's a GM thing. That's right? a GM thing, and, and he, he retired. And I wonder if Gettleman was the one who was saying, "Don't worry, Adam Schefter." Joe, no, because Joe Judge Schefter's too smart for that. Schefter's not going to take it. Everyone knew Gettleman was out. Okay, right. I mean, you agree with that, I think. And I mean, or at least it was a strong assumption. So I don't think. I mean, in fact, my what I heard was Gettleman hasn't been around for weeks. They, they, they got him, you know, to the Russian front or whatever, and he wasn't even around. So my sense is it was almost like a. a um, a ghost ship, and in, in and again, Mike Lombardi, friend of the show, former executive in the NFL, he was a Browns GM, worked under Belichick for a uh, number of years, two different stints. He made a point that the Giants, with the ownership structure, you've got a long history where it's the next generation, where it's not like you know, it's the kids of the kids or whatever. I'm not sure how many generations it's been that they have this kind of gentlemanly hands off let's go slow with you know it's kind of an old school approach now listen the steelers do too and the steelers are just so respected for you know three coaches since 1969 52 years three coaches and this coach got 20 years left maybe <laughs> it's an unbelievable think about that yeah. It'd be like 70 years three coaches the Giants, Joe Judge, Pat Shermer, Ben McAdoo, 
this will be the fourth coach in like seven years. And they were uh, four coaches in seven years, three coaches in 52 years. But supposedly both of them have the same approach, which is kind of gentlemanly. And I think that's one of the reasons they didn't want to fire Judge, because it'd be the third straight time a coach only lasted two years. So, in a weird way, I think to, to, to hear the source come out and Schefter report it, and then it changed so quickly shows you how much public perception matters and how badly Judge played the PR game. Yeah, and, and you mentioned the Steelers and sort of the, the, the way they run the business being the same, but if the Steelers had the results on the field that the Giants had, I assume they'd probably have a little bit less patience. The Steelers have hit home runs with their coaching yeah, hires. Yeah, but listen, you look at, I tell you, you're right, since, uh, since, since they drafted Big Ben, and as much talk as we hear about uh, Mike Tomlin, no losing seasons, well, take that and add three years to it, and that's Big Ben's no losing seasons. Yeah. So, and again, Tomlin gets a lot of credit for what's happened lately. The Giants have had one winning season since 2013. That that says something. No losing seasons for 18 years versus one. That's why you got four coaches. I think, though, that in general, one thing we got to realize is great ability at the mic. Like, let's look at Staley at the Chargers. He is a darling of the media. He knows how to put a quote together. He will act like he's answering questions, even if he's not. You know, he obviously understands the media matters. Well, Joe Judge, I don't know if he understood that, but his execution, if he did, was horrible because, again, it was it became a laughing stock. I mean, listen, a month ago, the Giants weren't even in conversation of being this bad. No, I mean, just I mean, listen, the Eagles playoff team had worse odds than the Giants entering to win the division entering the year. The Giants were considered a better team than the Eagles by a smidge entering the year. And Daniel Jones, if you look at week one, two, three, four, and five, that's week one through five, AJ, his PFF grade was sixth in the NFL. So five people ahead of him. Who were the five ahead of him? Because it's gonna be it's gonna be Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers. You got that, McKenzie? McKenzie's on. <laughs> Hello, how are you? Doing fine, sir. Just pulling it up right here. We got Kirk Cousins, of course. Tom how's Brady. That, how's, that, how's the family? Family's good. You Cousins feel, you good. Feeling all right? You feeling all right? All right. All right, let's do the it, baby. Adjectives. Who's the five? Tom Brady at number one. Mm -hmm. Russell Wilson, Justin Herbert, Joe Burrow, and Josh Allen. It's a pretty good crowd. Of Not man. a bad list. Now, listen, five games is five games when you have three years. But what I'm saying is, what, do you ex what did you bring Daniel Jones in this season for is to have a Josh Allen-type jump, and he, in a way, he was. Now, you might say, well, concussion shouldn't knock you out for the year. Well, listen, maybe it's a coincidence, but at least you can point to it as the demarcator of when he went back. And it ended up being a neck injury as well. But the question becomes— That same concussion was the thing that lingered the uh, whole the, year? Yeah. The wow. concussion slash neck injury is what— which actually makes year. me, and then he had to re-aggravate the neck. Yeah. Well, that makes me agree with my analysis even more because he had a double whammy when he came back, and who knows what was affecting him. Now, here's what you just said about Daniel Jones' play in that in those first few games really brings up this question because in those games the Giants were one and four. So if you're getting that quality of quarterback play and you're still losing these games, at some point that falls on the coach, doesn't it? Right out of Vegas.
Be sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Here in a moment, AJ's hottest take, maybe ever. Now, is it are hot takes and dumb takes the same thing? Is Ouch. But I don't disagree. I don't know if I disagree yet. I kind of do. But it's certainly not a dumb take. But it is interesting. The things that get the most outrage are the dumbest. So the trick is, how do you have a good, (laughs) strong opinion, but not be disingenuous? Because we know that's the worst. When someone says something you don't think they believe, people might say, RJ believes his stuff too much. I can accept that. But no, I don't think people question if I believe it. At least that's a good thing, I think. And maybe one of the reasons that we're the fastest growing show on Fox Sports Radio. Audiences doubled in the last year plus. That's because of your support. And we're going to keep reciprocating the best way we can with our greatest, strongest effort. You can listen on the iHeartRadio app anytime. Just search straight out of Vegas here in Vegas on the Strip. An evil 66 degrees. The neon is chugging. All right, AJ, I'm setting it up for you here. Now, I want you to say it's strong. I don't want any equivocation. In fact, I'm going to set you up with the following. This will be good. Here's a theory uh, for you to disregard (laughs) completely. All right, my take is the New York Giants are the best job opening of all of the open NFL the worst coaching or the jobs. Best? The best one. All right, so let's think about this. Giants, Miami, Denver, Jacksonville, Chicago, Minnesota, and we'll put the Raiders in parentheses. There's, the Raiders are in parentheses for me as well. Meaning you're not counting that you would think I, they're the best job opening? I think I would, yeah. So you've just taken your take and But I'm not counting them. Oh, okay. I'm not okay. Ca- their job's not open yet. So you're really saying the Giants are the second best job opening. Assuming Basachi right. doesn't stick around. I don't around. think we know. So let's set them out. True. Giants, Miami, Denver, Jacksonville, Chicago, Minnesota. Now I'm gonna make I'm gonna make a case for every team being better than the Giants, but I'm gonna let you make the Giants case first. Okay, the Giants play in a division that's eminently winnable, as we've seen in the last several years. So couldn't the case be made? Dallas is one of the most up and coming. Like if you combine how good Dallas is with how young they are. Aren't they one of the better Dallas teams? Dallas is, is good. So they got like a perennial Super Bowl contender in division. Go ahead. Here's what I like better about the Giants than these other jobs. Uh-huh. They do not ha- they're not unnecessarily married to a bad quarterback contract. Okay, so first off, I think your word contract was wrong there because I mean there's no rookie contract that's bad for a quarterback. I mean, the quarterback is horrible. It's not the contract. It's the quarterback's horrible, right? But in general, they're getting quarterbacks at a di- If anything, you can have an average quarterback, Andy Dalton-esque quarterback in his prime, and do great if he's on a rookie deal, right? I'm uh, Jared Goff. Yes. Right? So, let's examine the quarterback side of it. Tua, I agree with you, is a problem. I would rather have Daniel Jones than Tua. Agreed. Because ch- I think both of them, are underdogs to do well, to be a, a Super Bowl winning quarterback. Two is an underdog. Jones is an un- underdog. But I think that Jones has a better chance. Now, Tua has a better chance to be the 22nd best quarterback, but you don't want that. Right. That's a problem. Jones has higher upside than Tua. I agree. And I think it's a viable upside. And Tua has two more years left on his deal. But it's a rookie deal. 
So in a True. weird way, he's he's a good backup. That's the thing. A first round pick. I agree with that. Yeah, I mean, you know, you take if uh, Drew Locke were a good backup, it's not bad. Especially in that case, it wasn't even a first round pick, if I recall. Uh, Locke. Okay. Um, though I'm not sure about that. I think it was second. Okay. Denver obviously has a worse quarterback situation, but Denver's team, you could make the case Denver's team healthy is one of the top three rosters in the NFL. Wouldn't you agree? I do agree. And and you've got a chance to and not you're not tied unnecessarily to any quarterback. Right? Teddy Bridgewater's contract, I don't know if they have him next year or not, but it was cheap, cheap, cheap. Yep. Carolina paid some of it. And additionally, and Drew Locke, you Drew can Locke's easily look at as a book at backup. Yeah. So I I think Denver looks juicy. And there's always the Aaron Rodgers rumors. And and that's a good landing spot for any of these superstar quarterbacks. I think I'm going to convert you to Denver. Okay. Jacksonville, you have the savior, Trevor Lawrence. You do. You now, also have a, a really bad roster around him. But you got the, what is the hardest thing to put together? If Trevor Lawrence ends up being a top ten quarterback, you would agree Jacksonville would be the best, right? Yes, we knew for sure. Yes. So you're really making a major bet against Jacks uh, against Trevor Lawrence. Yes, I can agree with that. To be of honest, of course you can. You. you converted me on that one. All right, the Chicago Bears. Almost the same situation as except it's not because because Fields. In, he overperformed. Where would this is a good time to segue into the quarterback discussion because you've got a second strong take here. You think there's one quarterback because what everyone's saying is this is a bad draft for quarterbacks. This is a bad year. A lot of teams that might want a quarterback should sit on it and wait because don't overspend for a bad or a quarterback with a small chance of success. You've got one quarterback you really like. I like Kenny Pickett out of Pitt quite a bit. I think he is going to be the best quarterback in this draft. I think Matt Corral's right behind him. All right, so let's slow down. Okay. So Pickett is on the McShay big board, is 16, highest rated quarterback. Uh, Corral is 17. Give us a little background on him. Matt Corral, the quarterback at Ole Miss, who played in the Sugar Bowl and hurt his knee early in that game, gave people a lot of questions about whether or not what he should have been playing Wait, a knee a injury. Blo- like a blowout? I don't think it was an ACL or anything like that, but he did leave the game and was done for the game. All right, and, and not from different strokes fame, but Willis. Malik, is, Malik Willis from Liberty. Tw- okay. I'm out on Small him. Small quad. Now, why? Now, so, he feels analogous to the North Dakota State kind of, I mean, that's how big Liberty is, is or how big is Liberty? Well, Liberty's D1. So okay. it's just it's but, this, but those those smallest group of five D ones. I wonder, you know, you do college real well. How would they like North Dakota State versus Liberty? What's the line? Ooh, I, I don't know. I, That's I interesting, guess I've never crossed them out. But Liberty's a pretty good G five program. So G five group of five. Is that Gatorade? Oh, <laughs> that, that that's interesting. Go ahead. Uh, but I I do not like Malik Willis. I think he's he's ba- bad decision maker. He's very toolsy, but I, I don't like what I've seen of him as a quarterback. And finally, the quarterback that PFF just did a mock had the top quarterback number at number six. In the draft, in the mock, he was probably the leader coming into the year. Unquestioned leader coming but, in. And he is? Sam Howell from North Carolina. And bad year. Bad year, underperformed. Team drastically underperformed. A lot of it fell at his feet. Okay. But your thinking is, if you're the Giants, and, and, and just to, I, I guess my question is this, is if you take Justin Fields and put him in this draft— Knowing what you know now, meaning you have the benefit of this year, but let's assume the contract didn't run, so he's got the normal because that would confuse things. Oh, he's only got one last year on the right. contract. Fields goes ahead of any of these guys. I don't even think it's close. 
What do you think? I disagree. Straight out of Vegas! Be sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific. Hey, this is Jason McIntyre. Join me every weekday morning on my podcast, Straight Fire with Jason McIntyre. This isn't your typical sports pod pushing the same tired narratives down your throat every day. Straight Fire gives you honest opinions on all the biggest sports headlines, accurate stats to help you win big at the sports book, and all the best guests. Do yourself a favor and listen to Straight Fire with Jason McIntyre on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The biggest surprise, no doubt, in the firings, Black Monday, as they say, that just passed, is the Miami Dolphins coach, a guy that uh, had the best final eight, let's think about seven-game winning streak, then they uh, lost one, then they won one. So eight and one to finish the season, no team finished the season stronger. Miami has exceeded expectations every Year This year by a smidge, I'd say, but let's call it a, a neutral. And by no account do they have an elite quarterback. So if you simply say you come into an organization that was the worst in the NFL with, when Gase left, right? Remember, they started the year, there was talk of tanking for two at that point. Ironic now, but yes. And Miami was as bad as anyone the first half of the season. Blew up their roster, traded away their left tackle for future asset. Like that Houston, was, I yeah. traded everyone away. Fitzpatrick to the Steelers, all towards the future. But they finished that first year strong and exceeded expectations. Last year, it was shocking that they were on the brink of the playoffs. And this year, a horrible start. And let's give some blame, but finished the season as strong and kept that team together during adversity. Yeah, if you had said three years ago, uh, after you hired him, the, the, last, the last two years, 2021 and 2020, you'd have a 10-win and a 9-win season. I think every Dolphin Especially fan... Especially considering that the quarterback underperformed so much. And well, and was injured for a good chunk of it as well. Which wasn't even a bad thing, <laughs> right? I mean, it wasn't like he played much better than the backup, uh, Brissett, right? Yeah. Pretty close. So, shocker. In a weird way, it would have been, well, you know, Belichick's tree hasn't been so good, but uh, Flores, who knows? He, he just beat Belichick for the fourth straight time. I think Flores, of all the it's guys, a shocker. of all the guys who have been fired this year, Flores is the first guy. He's the first call I would make right. to be a head coach again. And it's so rare to get fired. One, remember, Belichick got fired by Cleveland after five years, and it was four additional seasons or five, I can't remember. And before he got the job, he went back to Parcells and was the associate head coach, DC. And he was mad about it. I can tell. I mean, think about it. You're back under a, you know, a tough boss like that. Here is the Belichickian tree. And tell me who is the most successful. Now, here's a saying, AJ. In the kingdom of the blind, the one-eyed man is king. Now, who is the one-eyed coach? Bill O'Brien, <laughs> Romeo Cornell, Brian Flores, Joe Judge, Charlie Weiss, Eric Mangini, Al Groh, Jim Schwartz, Matt Patricia, known to have a pencil in his ear, but laminated paper. But he's a rocket scientist. 
I mean, it's got to be Bill O'Brien, right? It's Bill O'Brien. And you, on Houston, <laughs> led the way. Fire Bill O'Brien. I, I think did. you caused it. I, no, I didn't cause it. He caused it. <laughs> oh, when he took the GM he job, he caused you, it. He made you do it. He made you do he it. He made me. All right. So, what does this say? What does this say? It says the same thing it said about players after they left New England. All these players who would leave for big free agent deals, and then none of them would perform the way they did with Bill Belichick. It's when you're surrounded by, or when there's a genius overseeing everything that you do, or covering up your flaws. It makes everything a little bit easier when you're out on your own. Once you fly out of the nest, it's not quite as easy when Bill Belichick's not, not there. talent. I'm not talking about talent. I said genius, genius. I agree, and you did say something very interesting. You said that not there to cover up because he's known in those books where if the uh, special teams is having trouble, he'll come in and coach him that or help that week. Right out of Vegas. Vegas! 